0: Everybody. This is the Simpson Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about the Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you?
1: I'm fantastic, Robbie. This episode gave me complicated
0: feelings that I'm not quite sure I understand. I I perfectly understand my feelings about this episode. That's <laughs> of all the things. This is this is not complicated at all. Uh hi, we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. Support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for two dollars a month. You gain access to all of our bonus podcasts. Think about $2 a month. It's less than a cup of coffee for a month for $5 a month. Also less than a cup of coffee, depending on how much. I guess it depends what kind of coffee you're buying. You get a fancy coffee drink at a Starbucks. Yeah, it's definitely less than $5 um, or more than $5. You know what I'm saying. Go there. There's lots of stuff there. I We put a lot of work into it. We encourage everyone to go check it out and help support the show. really helps us out. This week's episode is... Mo Letter Blues, episode MABF13, originally aired May 9th, 2010, written by Stephanie Gillis, directed by Matthew Nestuck, received a 3.3 rating with 5.7 million viewers. The chalkboard gag, eating my vegetables is not a Mother's Day present. Hmm. I mean, depending on the child and the mother, it might be. Could be. Yeah. If you do it, let's say not. Okay, maybe not a single time. I think that's acceptable. Like, doing it once is not a good enough present. But say... I'll eat them without complaint for a month. Hey, I think that's hey, that
1: take that right there. Yeah, that's a gift.
0: Okay, that is a good enough gift. Yeah, the couch gag. The family is a model constructed and subsequently destroyed by Nelson Munst. Nelson Munst. Nelson Munst. Um, this is this is fun. This is a fun couch gag. I like it. It's the thing I like the most in this episode. Well, that's not really saying much, is it? <laughs> mm, no, not really. Um, but it was also quite long couch gag. Which makes me suspicious, Matt. You know, whenever we get these longer couch gags, full there's a full-length intro with a chalkboard gag and a full, long couch gag, I, I get suspicious. I'm like, hmm, what are you doing? What are you doing, Sipsons? I see you. Feeling time, huh? <laughs> Feeling time, huh? Um, this episode, okay, this is, I have a question about this, Matt. Maybe you, I thought, I felt like I did pay close attention to this episode. Painfully, so, I paid so much attention to it, but, this episode guest stars Richard Ridings as himself. Who is that? That's Well, that's a separate question. <laughs> Richard Ridings is an actor, you know, he, a character actor. Okay. He's most famously, I think he's like, he's, he does the voice of a character on Peppa Pig, the children's show. Oh, okay. okay. Which is, you know, very, very popular uh, for, for children's shows. But... I like, and if you look at his IMDb page, you're like, oh yeah, I've seen like, he's been in Highlander, the television show, which I watched when I was a kid. Um, He's been, you know, bit parts and a lot of stuff. He's British. I don't remember any of that. Is he like, maybe is he, is that supposed to be like, also like, is he playing Jimmy Pardo? Like John Don Pardo? Don Pardo's in this. Is that is him he plan- says it as himself though like yeah that's the thing like is but is that actually don I don't know if that's actually don Pardo i i, I don't I don't know um I don't know I'm trying to think of like other British characters who could like are there even any because I don't I can't like there's some like anyone on the boat maybe a cruise or something that's probably, I don't know uh, it's so strange I, I that this thought. is I don't know maybe it's a cut scene that's also quite possible uh this episode's very strange, man. Like it's if it wasn't so boring, I would call it it would be interesting, but it is a very boring episode.
1: Yes, it it's an interesting concept, uh but
0: like the execution is very very dull. It's just it just feels like they the plot for, like the plot doesn't really make sense necessarily, but you can follow it. You know, it makes sense in the same way a lot of like This is based on a movie from, I believe, the 40s or 50s. And it has that kind of funny premise where you, like... Once you buy into it, you go, oh, okay, I get it. Like, would this ever happen in real life? No, but who cares? You know, high concept. Um, But it's almost... It feels like something... Like, they get that down? Like, the plot is relatively consistent. Nothing comes out of, like, left field, really. I mean, it's almost painfully predictable in a lot of ways. But... It feels that like someone stripped out every joke. Like,
1: well, yeah, and on, on top of that, it feels like they picked the one character who makes no sense for the uh, Mo role. Like Mo, no one's gonna work away with Mo.
0: We're gonna get to that, man. We're gonna have a, our little Mo discussion when that reveal comes, which is not too long, not too far to the episode. To be perfectly honest. Okay. Uh it's this episode starts with uh, the first weird thing, the first of many strange choices this episode of things this episode does, is we start with Mo doing narration, omniscient narration. Uh, where he introduces himself, he's the bartender, he knows everything that's going on in the town. That's I guess how they explain a, how they explain that he knows all this stuff because he's the bartender. Everyone talks to him, he knows everything. Um and we get introduced with Mo doing this voiceover, explaining blah blah blah. he's a bartender; he knows everything. Mo's bar is packed because it's the Barfly Rodeo night. Which this is the I think the closest I came to laughing in this entire episode, Matt. It was the first minute where oh for sure where we get uh, what Homer and is it Homer and Barney like yes homer is riding barney oh yeah or trying to ride barney and lenny is a, the rodeo clown like that's the most fun i think i had in this entire episode and it's maybe a minute maybe a minute in it's over um but this is all to get in an introduction to basically married couples having problems and Mo is narrating all of this all of, all throughout all of this. And we we are introduced to the, the main conceit of this episode relatively quickly, which I'll applaud. We don't get a very long exciting incident here, but we get to the, the three couples this episode follows is uh Homer and Marge, Apu, and Manjula, and uh Revlin Lovejoy and Helen Lovejoy. And we first we get Mo kind of narrate Mo narrates through them having difficulties, arguments, really. And we get a poo first. Anyway, here's my little tale. As the town's bartender,
2: I know everyone's problems. And everyone's got problems. Especially the married ones. Be they Bible Thumper? Timothy, I finish saying my prayers. Not now, Helen. Today's the day I paint mustaches on my Pullman porters. Mm. Or jerky jockeys.
0: Go to sleep, sleepy head, may a cloud be your.
2: Where did we get this brick? Oof. Typical. Here's the kind of lullaby my sweet mother sang to me. <laughs> Why do you always change it to Sanskrit ninety three point seven the dot? I like Rajiv Ruh, Baba and Big Brahman in the morning. No caste is safe from their merry japes.
0: Having a Mahatma or Manatma contest is not a jape. It is sexist sacrilege. I hate that channel.
2: But you have so much in common with them.
1: Nonstop chatter during drive time.
2: Take it I back. I take it back.
1: Wow, it's uh, good to know that stereotypes can cross boundaries. <sighs> okay. Um All right, we already broke Robbie. Good job, everyone. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's... this is
0: and like this is the one thing that stands out, man, in this episode. Like, this episode is painfully boring and full of very hacky jokes. Like it, there's nothing clever, very little clever going on, and they hammer you. You are we get you get hammered. Every time Apoo and Manjula are on screen, you get hammered with these terrible very hacky jokes. Like, they call the the Indian radio station The Dot. Like, what are we doing? Like, this is what we get. Like, I would say it's offensive. Yeah, it's offensive because it's so unfunny. Like, oh my lord, you can't, like, like, I- I'm not going to get into, obviously, the whole voice actor thing. Neither of the people voicing these characters are, are, are Indian. But, like, they're, it's not, they're not even trying. Like, b- brahmin in the in the morning like the dot like come on like oh, this is and it's just yeah, and it's, terrible and it's overwhelming like every time you just get punched it's like getting punched in the face with these really hacky jokes you're like this isn't like a stand-up wouldn't be doing these jokes in 1983 and this is and this is 2010 like what are we doing um But this is what you're getting. This is a like this is we see a poo and Manjula. We see love the Lovejoys. We're going to see Homer and Marge in a moment. Mo explaining that they have problems. Why I don't know. At least not yet. It's a very strange conceit because I don't think we ever after this initial part with Mo narrating. Mo never narrates again, right? Uh,
1: he comes back from time to time, um, a little bit here and there, but it's pretty rare.
0: But he was also only only a, a couple more times. But he's also a character in. That's the thing, Matt. That's what really is confusing me. But, like, if it's Mo like, telling us the story, like, he's removed from – he's acting as this narrator, as an omniscient, even says it. I'm I'm an omniscient narrator. Some meta jokes for you. Really funny. Lampshading, what they're doing. Um, But then he's also a a main character in the story. And you're like, he can't be both. That doesn't work. Like, is he God? Like, what's going on? Um we we cut to the, the the Simpsons and they are watching television and we have an advertisement for uh, what's going to set this plot into motion, sort of, where there is a cruise a cruise for Mother's Day where the father will take the kids out for like a day adventure and leave the parents the moms alone so they can have a day to themselves do what they like. Uh, here is our introduction to the quote unquote crusty Mother's Day cruise.
2: Kids. This Mother's Day, why don't you give your mom what she really wants? A break from you! Have your dads take all you annoying kids on a crusty, crustable cruise Line day cruise to historic Weasel Island, one of America's ten roundest islands. Explore a dark, dark weasel cave. Tour the historic Civil War prison. And picnic where the bodies were once stacked like cordwood. Plus some kind of amusement park. Warning, you may not be amused. You guys should go on that cruise. You'll have a great time. And you kids can spend the day getting to know your father. I like beer, hot dogs, and long blackouts on the beach. And I can spend my mother's day taking care of something I've been putting off for a long time. Cleaning the gutters? That's something you've been putting off. <gasps> Cartoons! Everybody, be quiet!
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, we thats we get segwayed into an itchy and scratchy cartoon at that point. Um, again... A pretty long Itchy and Scratchy cartoon that's actually pretty enjoyable. It's like an old-timey, uh, like, early film, you know, homage. Uh, it's fun. It's not connected to anything in this episode, but it's fun. Uh, and, like, that's, I think, the best thing I can say about some of, like, these, like, the best parts of this episode. Like, oh, that's fun. That's a fun Itchy and Scratchy. Uh, you know, the the barfly radio. That's fun. Things like that. They're fun because they have nothing to do with the plot. Because all jokes have been excised from the plot. I think that's that's also a part of it, uh, Matt. So, Marge, like, oh yeah, they're they're gonna give Marge the day. They're gonna give all the moms the day. We're gonna get Marge, Manjula, and Helen Lovejoy are all gonna get their they're gonna get time away from their from their their husbands, from their kids, and that is the the the, the inciting incident. In and of itself, is like, oh well, what are they gonna do with that time alone? Um, this is our, we, we really haven't seen um, Homer and Marge much yet in this episode. And here's a little clip about, I, I think it's a, kind of an introduction into like some suspicion, some mystery. But like what is Marge going to do when she has the day to herself? And all it really tells us is that Homer is a jerk. So Marge, what were we talking about?
1: Um, why do I waste my breath? Sorry, honey, I wasn't listening and I won't be listening now.
2: Hey, Homer, what do you think Mom meant by taking care of something? Son, I'm a bit of an expert on the female gender, and I can tell you, women don't mean anything by anything. Dad, that's a dangerous attitude for you to take towards your wife.
1: I hear what you're saying, Lisa. Nothing. Oh, boy. I mean, I feel like they don't really need to go
0: through and prove that Homer is a jerk, but they do. Anyway, I again, Matt, like, what's the joke here? <laughs> like, I don't understand where yeah. the funny thing is. So, they're going on the cruise Homer, Lovejoy, Apu. They're all on this cruise together. We don't know, like, there is no ostensibly no reason for them to be really like friends. Like, they're on this cruise together, but ostensibly a lot of kids and families are on this cruise together, and yet they are hanging out well before the plot actually starts. Um, but yeah, and as, as far as I know, the Lovejoys don't have kids, so why is Reverend Lovejoy there? He's given the hell in the day, so he, and he wants to go on this cruise. I don't know, man. Like, again, this is all th- okay. the thinnest premise. It, it, this is, it's not my biggest question with this plot, is why is Reverend Lovejoy going on this cruise? We're about to get to my biggest problem with this plot, and that is, uh, is they're on the cruise, and as the boat is pulling away from port... Uh they are delivered a, a letter from Mo.
2: It's from Mo! Dear friends, I have some news that is doubly sad. First off, I am leaving town forever. And my going away present, one of your wives is running off with me. One of our wives is leaving us for Mo? Mo's leaving town? Perhaps I should have told you in person, but there's no easy way to say goodbye forever. So I'll say it the hardest way I can. In Mandarin Chinese. Qian yong <gasps> and now as our tea kettle starts to toot, I'm going to take a little break. <clears throat> Boy, this voiceover thing is killing me. Whatever that Don Pardo gets paid, it ain't enough. I make more than you can possibly imagine. And I'm making
0: it right now. Where are you? Uh, I... Okay, man. Um, you know what my biggest problem with this is? <laughs>
1: Go ahead, tell me. It is so obvious from the start that Mo is running off with none of their wives because why would he tell the three of them that he is mm-hmm. running off with one of their wives? Why wouldn't you just say it to the one that you're running away with their wife?
0: Like, it, it's so obvious. I just. Yeah. I mean, I think that's. We can engage with this if we wanted to, like, make this work well. Um, it has to be more playful, Matt. Like. I, we're gonna. I think. I, I think. I've, I've, I think we've already kind of decided. There's. This is based on the film I already mentioned from 1949, A Letter to the Three Wives, and as far as I know, that's a romantic comedy, right? It's. It's. Uh. It, I'm. I'm guessing. I'm. We're gonna confirm this. We're gonna watch it for a bonus episode for our Patreon for the end of the month. I'm guessing that movie's more playful. I'm guessing I'm, it has to be right. I'm guessing the the film is not taking itself very seriously. Um. And has fun with it is my guess. This this episode treats this like the serious, most serious thing that's ever going to happen, and gives it like like it's not playful. For most of the most of the, the like the jokes, the quote unquote jokes in this are like background gags at the this weird island they go to, and like they try and insert like those hacky Indian jokes with Module and poo, like. The Parsons in here, the Bing Crosby-esque Parson shows up, who's painfully unfunny. Um, Like, it's that kind of stuff. And it's not, it doesn't strike the right tone. And let's just talk about it now, man. Let's just get this over with. It is insane. Of all the people you pick in in Springfield, that you want to, like, all the bachelors you could use, like, to be the person who mails the letter, right? And is like, I want to make... I wanted to make your. I wanted to run away with your family. I was gonna. I'm running away with one of your wives, and the reason here. Spoiler alert for the end of this episode. You don't need to watch this episode. It's worthless. It's not funny. It's very boring. Please don't. It's not like it's not terrible. It's not nearly as terrible as some of the most recent episodes. But it's very unfunny. Um, It's it's a good. It's a waste of 20 minutes. uh, If you want something to full close to, you want something to fall asleep to. It's a perfect episode for that. Um, It's a nice napping episode. Um, You want to run with this conceit. That you have one guy in the town who, who wrote, writes a letter to these three, uh, writes them a letter and tells them that because he wants them to worry that someone is going to take their wives and he, they need to treat their wives better. Because at the end of the episode, that's what it's revealed. It's not big of much of a reveal. It's, like Matt said, it is very obvious that none of this is actually happening, that all these men, there's no threat, um, because they pick Mo. Like the least eligible bachelor in town. Like if you go on with, I don't know, Disco
1: Stew or the Sea Captain or uh, we don't have a Poo anymore because that
0: was a great
1: part of the Poo episode.
0: Matt, uh, here's here's my here's my dark horse. Okay, the person I would have picked, Flanders. Oh yeah, much better.
1: I just I can't see current season twenty one Flanders doing something like this. It's it's too outside of his wheelhouse. But you know I would be willing to have that as my gimme for the episode. Honestly.
0: But it would make a lot more sense flanders like that's why I'm like, oh, Flanders could be the guy who like he would he, and it'd be surprising because you're like, oh, Flanders wouldn't do that he wouldn't he wouldn't steal someone's wife, but then you're like, well, maybe he wouldn't, but he would maybe do a situation where he wants these men to treat their wives better, right like that's the ultimately the question for me, Matt. It's not like, oh, is Mo a threat to steal these women's these men's wives? No, not really. But also, Mo is not a man who would care if they treat their wives well either. Exactly. So if you're gonna, if it's not, if he doesn't apply to either, why pick Mo? You get like, I there's other characters like they would answer a yes to one of those questions, right? They'd either be, oh, I could see them a wife running away with that man, or they would care about how these men are treating their wives poorly and they should try harder. And let's like. I wouldn't say you would suspect Flanders to cheat on someone, in a, in a, someone's relationship, but you would say Flanders definitely would care about how people are treated and would, mm-hmm. and definitely like maybe would hatch a scheme and Flanders narrating. This would be much funnier than Mo. I would be perfectly Frank. I don't, you don't need the narration at all, honestly, because you could just jump to, you don't need like the, all this introduction <laughs> to like this plot. Um, but they are all these men get this letter on the cruise And they were left confused and questioning everything. We go to commercial in six minutes and 57 seconds. And when we come back,
1: uh, obviously the guys on the cruise are very concerned about what's happened. So they try to call their wives and the typical idiocy of season 21 kicks in.
2: Mo is running off with one of our wives? Well, the stationery is legit. It's got the Mo watermark. So I guess the question is... Which one of our wives got mojacked? Well, I will end this suspense with a simple cellular phone call to Manjula. Hey, no signal! No battery! I got March! March! Are you running off with Mo? Homer,
0: I'm you!
2: You're losing me? Or are you leaving me?
0: We're breaking up!
2: Oh, damn it! Homer? Oh, can't talk! Must text! March! Have you left me for... Ah! We needed that pole to hook the dock. (laughs)
1: Most of our cargo is explosives. Yeah. Yeah, about all this. Uh, I captured that clip because, quite frankly, that's it. That's all there is to this idiotic episode. There's there's nothing more to it, honestly. Uh, At this point, we go to... Bart being cruel to kids, and then at least kind of the only he knows only the cruel parts of history,
0: haha! Ha. Not even a B plot; it's just stupid gags. I mean, that's the B plot in this is things happening in the background at this island, and like, and honestly, Matt, I'll be perfectly frank: is the only things that are even mildly entertaining. Like, oh, of course, the, with Bart and playing, but like, it's cute. Bart play, basically, Bart is playing with the octuplets. It's something like it's not; they're not really jokes, but they're cute. Like it's like it's the only charm this episode ever fights like all it has. So I'll take it.
1: It's something. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we start off with the uh, flashbacks. This episode is a series of flashbacks to what has gone wrong in the relationships between these men and their wives. Uh, We get Homer and Marge who don't even fight anymore, Homer says. And then everyone's like, oh, no, that's. That's terrible, because when they stop fighting anymore, that's when things get really bad. Okay, sure, like you guys would know that. Uh, The flashback we get at this point is uh, Homer ruining uh, Marge's mother's 80th birthday. Uh, He does his usual sparring match with Patty and Selma because Patty and Selma are jerks to them. No surprise, or just him, no surprise. Uh, Marge comes in, immediately blames Homer because she has never met her sisters before, uh, and gets extremely upset with Homer, and that's the end of the flashback, and the end of the act. That's it. It's really short. It's like less than, three and a half minutes is this act. Um, we do go, real quick, I want to say, uh, Mo is the bartender at this party. That's why he is here. He knows everything because he saw this happen. And that's it. That's it. That's, that's the act too.
0: We come back from our show, 10 minutes and 35 seconds. Uh, there's more background gags about uh, the, the rides at this theme park, amusement park, um, and carnies are there and they're all Crazy. Like we get multiple, rough, multiple like short scenes with these like a carny who's like muttering crazy things. I, I don't know what they is supposed to be. Um, Apu, you know, we and we're basically like Matt said. We get Homer. We get Homer and Marge at the at Marge's birthday party. Homer ruins the ruins the party, quote unquote, by being mean to Parry and Selma. Okay, now we're gonna cut to Apu. Pooh and Manjula, How does a Pooh and Manjula? Why are they on the rocks? Why is there you know, th- we're getting introduced to like why they might, you know, why Mo might be taking one of the wives? Like what are the reasons their 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 lives or their relationships are on the rocks? And you don't need to show me this stuff, guys. <laughs> I've watched The Simpsons. Like that's uh like that's the other thing. Like everyone's just mean to each other all the time. Like that is the status quo at this point. We are well removed from the, the the years where the families got along and everyone was nice to each other. At the end of episodes, the status quo is everyone's mean all the time to each other. So when you have these shot like these long scenes of Apu and Manjula just being jerks, Marge and Homer being jerks, Rev- the Lovejoys being jerks, you are just like, oh yeah, that's what that's what everyone is in this show. Like I don't understand like that's there's no that's the norm and a part of the reason this episode doesn't really land because it's not playful at all you know the 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 discrepancies and the arguments there's no playfulness in this like it's a, it's supposed to be romantic comedy it's supposed to be kind of light and airy uh it's not supposed to be full of people just yelling at each other <laughs> it's not the marriage it's not a marriage story or whatever it's not supposed <laughs> to be like that so Pooh and manjula they uh are out playing cricket with the kids. And they get rained on, and so and they show up at Mos so this is another why Mo knows this stuff because he was there um and they they're they're covered in they're soaking wet, they're arguing they they hate they're being mean to each other. all this is to set up they accidentally leave one of the kids at Mo's, and Manjula ends up going back and this is long i, I want to make that very clear this takes forever Just, oh okay. yeah this is the entire episode. Uh, of Mo, in, like there's this this scene in particular, is just a poo. Manjula is yelling at each other, and there's like inserting a bunch of really hacky Indian stereotypes in it as well. Um, but like eventually, I say eventually, Manjula goes back to Mo, to Mo's to get Geet, which they even have a gag about her not knowing which kid is which, and she ends up playing a DDR knockoff with Mo. Um, and here is Mo commiserating with Manjula. Yeah, sounds like you had a rough day.
2: It's true. My eyes have more bags than the Darjeeling Limited. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably a good one. Here, uh, I got something that might cheer you up. I got this for women that came to the bar and uh, low blow boxing for the guys. My nards! My nards! My nards! So, uh, would you like to cut one? I mean a rug. Oh, God, I always say the wrong thing.
1: A red one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: you said you'd be home by seven to help with my mother's birthday <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what happened i don't know yay i i, I just
0: well that's just so dumb it's they're playing so ddr like uh, like there's a moment here matt there's like a brief moment where in like it's the it's these things where you go oh that is what this episode would really be it would be like if you want to sell this as oh, all Mo did was try and be, a, you know, a kind person to these women who are stressed out, you know, been in arguments with their their partners, that would sell it better. Like than this weird mystery, like oh, Mo stole one of them. Um, like there's this moment in here where Mo's like talking about Manjula and Jill's, and he's like, oh, you've had a rough time, huh? And like that's it's like a very human connection it it feels like oh that's something that is actually feels like a response like kindness and empathy and that is what you should he he would want from the husbands right he would want the husbands to to demonstrate that kind same kind of kindness the same kind of empathy we're like oh you've had a hard day here let me help let me try and help instead of adding fuel to the fire instead of yelling instead of being mean let me try and be kind but then they just play DDR together, and you're like, "That's empty." Like, it, this is it's just, "Oh, here, let's play a song and watch people dance for thirty seconds." Okay. So, the next we get is the next scene we get is Lovejoy ignoring Helen at the church, where we get this is where we get the parson. Remember the parson, Matt? I I would have been, unfortunately. I, I was the Bing Crosby, effectively. But I am so surprised that. This guy's come back. I never expected the parson ever see the parson again. No, neither, not that I. He
1: seemed designed for that one episode, and I wished he would have never come back. So we get the
0: parson. He's here. Um, He clues in Lovejoy that, oh, Helen is actually mad at him. Are, are men, are all the men in Springfield the dumbest men alive, Matt? Yes. Okay, fair enough. I mean, that's exactly how this episode works is like all these men are the stupidest men alive. Yeah, I, I would want to be married to them either. They seem like they have the emotional intelligence of a monkey. Like, they can't. You can't tell when someone's mad at you? You can't say, how, how. are you okay? What's wrong? Let's, you know, let's talk. Like, very simple things. So, Apu is the person now. He's he's the witness to this because he sees Mo talking to Helen inside the church.
2: Is the preacher here? Because there's something I got to get off of my chest. Something more suited for the town gossip than the, the minister's wife. Do tell. Uh... Well, there's this uh, married woman that uh, I have feelings for, and her husband don't realize how upset she is with him. Do I know her? I'm uh I'm sure you do. Oh. <laughs> That's so damn funny. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She touched his knee. His knee. Dad, I'm going to need some help getting this off. <laughs>
1: That scene right there shows why Mo was the absolute wrong person to be this. Because Mo's reaction, hey, what are you, what are you laughing at? That's exactly how
0: Mo would actually respond. And that's the thing, man. They don't like they don't. They still make it like it's Mo, but you're like, well, Mo doesn't fit. Like, how can this doesn't work? Pick anyone else. Like, pick Professor Frank Evil. Like, that's the thing. Like, he could, could be yeah. Duff. Duff Man would be a better choice than 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 Mo. It. it and at this point, I've kind of lost the. Pl- I've lo- like I understand what the plot conceit is. Okay, Mo sent this letter to these three men because he's witnessed them all being mean to their wives, and he wants them to appreciate their wives better. And they have basically started to invent all these. Th- they they have, in retrospect are realizing all these bad situations. They've they they they've been doing all the things they've they've done to hurt their wives hurt their relationships but Mo is sometimes narrating all of this and Mo is in this scene you know quote-unquote confessing to Helen Lovejoy to, to make it think that he's in love with her but if a Pooh saw this Mo did confess to Helen Lovejoy that he is in love with someone's wife who Marge like but if none of this is to actually take any of the wives, is Mo just like some mastermind? I think it's what we're supposed to think here. Whew, boy, uh, we go to our final commercial at
1: sixteen minutes and seventeen seconds. And thankfully, when we come back, uh, all the rest of this is just the reveals for each of the husbands. Uh, and, and thankfully, I just captured all of these because they're just so dumb. I don't want to talk about them too much. So uh, it starts out with auto driving everyone home. Uh, because I, I guess for some reason there was a school bus for
0: all these husbands and children to go
1: to this weird crusty play island. Sure, sure it's why. a it's a
0: sh- crew, it's a shuttle, you know. Sure, with auto driving the bus.
1: A- anyway, anyway, uh, so it actually starts out with Homer uh, as the first uh, when we reveal that oh yeah, Marge is not leaving him, but Mo is involved. So here you go. <sighs>
2: she's packing her bag so it is you mr homer but let's be honest a woman of her age married to a man of how old are you 65 39 dear god this day gets more and more disturbing (gasps) march no stop packing your painting supplies grandma what do you think you're not leaving me my mother explained that what happened at the party wasn't your fault. It's that Patty and Selma. There's something evil about them. Did you know they smoked when I was pregnant? Oh, Marge,
1: you're not leaving with Mo is the best thing that never happened to me. Ah, so there we see. Uh, it's not Marge, obviously. Uh, but we also find out that Patty and Selma smoked while in the womb.
0: Now, just, it, why would you reveal Homer first? Right. This is The Simpsons. They should obviously be the last one. I, I just. It, does, it doesn't matter. I just keep
1: going. It, it doesn't keep going. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, next up uh, is the Lovejoys. They go to Reverend Lovejoys house. Two tickets to Istanbul.
2: That's right, Tim. I'm taking these bags and I'm walking out that door. Meanwhile, you'll be setting the alarm and then you'll join me in the cab. You're leaving with me? Would you rather I bring someone else on the world's most romantic train? Oh, Helen. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is that a train in your pocket or are you just happy to see me?
1: Both. So we see. Okay. Probably I can't remember. It's been like a day since I watched this episode and I want to flush it from my memory. Uh, where do we see the explanation of Mo revealing all of this? Is it right now or is... What do you mean right now, Matt? Like, is it in the middle of all of these reveals that we see that, oh, Mo talked to Helen no, about you No, know, it's at the end. It's at the end. It's at the end. It, okay. Because they don't want to
0: reveal that, you know, they want, they're, tr- that's the other thing Matt. obviously, there's no tension in any of this. You, no, and no, ever, anyone watching knows none of the wives left with Mo. You know that from the very beginning because it's Mo. They're like, are you kidding me? There's no, there's never even a moment. There's like, my disbelief is never suspended. Uh and so they're like but they're stringing us along through all this, like, oh, it surely is gonna be one of the wives. And you're like, No, we know it's not just get this like, but they'd wait until the end, until after Manjula and Apu to have Mo reveal, like, you know, oh yeah, I did all this. Blah, oh blah, the blah.
1: the things he said, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right.
1: So as as Robbie pointed out, uh now we're up to Apu and Manjulo. I feel the pain of a thousand squishy
2: headaches. <laughs> First fears are confirmed.
0: Apu, this man has come here to convince me to
2: do something I never thought I would do. Stay with you. Oh, you mean you are not leaving me for him? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. What am I, blind and noseless? Hey, hey, I'm right here. Uh, believe me, I know. Appu, our marriage will never be easy. But nothing worth doing is ever easy. It is true. The tastiest ice cream is the hardest to scoop. But if you wrap something warm around it... Oh... Very nice. Well, all's well that ends well, huh? Yes, except for why did you write that horrible letter? When I saw how much trouble your marriages were in, I knew I had to act fast. I got Marge's mother to go to Marge, convinced Helen to ride the rails of romance with the Padre, then I bought some roadside corn, ate it raw, got a kernel in my teeth, flossed with the corn silk, and then I came over to fix things with me and Juna. And I wrote that letter so you three chumps would realize that you have not been treating your wives the way they deserve. Think of it as a wake-up call from a man who ain't got nothing but a blow-up doll. And even she left me. Should not have used helium. Mo, I don't know whether to punch you or kiss you, so I'm gonna do both. So, all you mugs out there, be sure you don't take for granted the woman you love. Uh, Oh, and it's Mother's Day, so call your ma. Take her down to the diner at the department store there. Get her a roast beef on rye. Oh, and make sure she gets a fruit cup on the side.
1: She's worth it. Yeah, I couldn't remember if I captured the whole thing or not. So, yes, uh, we see now that Manjula is an awful, awful person uh, that just basically insults Mo right to his face, despite the fact he did something incredibly nice for her and Apu. Uh, and we don't really get a motivation for Mo, except that he wanted to
0: help them which doesn't seem like a very mo thing to do. I I, I don't know. I, yeah, like expo- I don't know how any of this makes sense, really. Like I understand I understand what happened, but why? Like I they never really explain why. Why does Mo act like this? Why does Mo want them to get these couples to be happy? All we know about Mo is that he I mean, there was literally an episode where Mo tries to pry Marge away from Homer, like a stenc- like literally. There's an episode like why Mo? <laughs> let's let's say Mo, that's what it feels like, right? It just feels like yeah. let's say oh, mo, let's
1: say mo Mo did it,
0: like they're trying to pick a character, and then yeah, they pick Mo, and you're like why um,
1: and let's be real here. none of these relationships should still be ongoing. It is very obvious that they, all of these couples hate each other. I mean I, Homer loves Marge, but uh
0: with the rest of them they don't care about each other anymore. I mean that's the other thing man' it's like they don't capture like a romantic comedy. When it shows like a relationship on the rocks, and the, in the end of the movie, it's a, like if the whole movie is about the relationship that's in trouble. Th- at the end of the movie, they're back together, right? It's a romantic comedy. It's about, it's supposed to be kind of light mm-hmm. and, and and happy and fun, and the, everyone ends up happy and together again. But the best, the good romantic comedies, they never push that bar too far. The thing that's keeping a, a couple apart. It's never something, it's it's never ugly, right? It's never that. It's always like, oh, I will, I my job's in the city, and my I, and the other, but the other person wants to live in the country, or oh, we're you know we can't have a kid and we really want one, or blah. Like it's always things like that, you know, situational effects. It's never oh, they hate each other. <laughs> they they bicker constantly because they hate each other. Oh, they're trapped together because they have eight kids. And you're like, this is terrible. Don't make what, like th- they wrote this episode. Like, they don't understand how happy couple what happy couples are like, and it is it's baffling. Um, and like, it's obvious to our the audience, right? It's obvious to us that none of this is going to actually matter. Like, we know that these couples are going to end up together. So make it light and fluffy and kind of, you know. Make it silly. Make the the reasons that Homer thinks Marge might leave him is for this for this reason. But it's nothing very serious. And it's the same with the poo and same thing with the Love Joys. You don't make it something deadly serious where, oh yeah, I ruined a party uh by yelling at people. Oh, I we <laughs> I screamed at my wife when she when we were soaking wet and we were trying to take control of eight kids or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know, Matt. I don't know. This episode and I think that's the other thing that I want to make very clear before we let go of this episode and move on is despite how much we've said about Mo and this plot, it is very boring. It is like nothing about this episode can be considered
1: fun. I mean, like you said, the Barton Lisa stuff in the background is at least somewhat smile inducing. The rest is just a slog to get through at best.
0: Yeah, it's very, very like, like... It is again one of those things where you put this episode on in the background. You know, you're walking around your house and you just put on a random you put this you put on Disney Plus, you just like just play a bunch of Simpsons episodes. And this one pops on. You might look at the screen once in a while and go, Oh, okay, Simpsons. Um, twenty minutes pass and the episode's over. And you maybe you watched some of it, maybe you didn't, maybe you like just sitting down and doing nothing else but paying attention to this episode, it's immediately apparent like, oh, God, this is, I really, can I just do anything else with my life? I don't, it's just so painfully boring. And is that better? The, the, I mean, the the Indian jokes are pretty bad, but they're just so hacky. It's very hard for me to take them seriously. It feels like, you know, it feels like your grand again, grandpa jokes. You know, your grandpa jokes, your grandpa wrote this episode. We'll rank it at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode broken?
1: I'm on the fence with this one, Matt. Well, yeah, because it's—it's like—is anything wrong with this episode? Did this episode do anything wrong? No, but also, ew.
0: Here's the actual, and like here's the actual thing, Matt. Here, I'll do this. I—I I have a solution for us, okay? No, you
2: were right the first time with that quick fix idea.
0: Let's see, quick fix, quick fix. Ah. Yeah, like yeah, I guess it's broken. Like it doesn't really work, it doesn't work, right mode it just it, if they picked a different character, really it comes down to that man. picked a different character. It's not Mo to be this whatever this avatar yeah that that's the most important thing <laughs> that's the most important thing, but honestly i don't I don't want to fix this <laughs> like I don't know what this is like this is such a strange like this i I have never heard of this movie before A letter to three wives um I'm curious about it. It won Academy Awards, so it's prob it like it has to be well known, it has to be like it was critically acclaimed at the time it was released. I don't know why now the Simpsons use it as fodder, but I think watching that will definitely illuminate like w- why maybe that film succeeds and this doesn't. But I don't think this needs to be a Simpsons episode. We don't need to like tease out and it's also this is the other strange thing, like this is a Mother's Day episode technically. But it's about cheating wives. (laughs) That's the thing, and it's about like, oh, what have the husbands done? Like, it it does not honor mothers in any way whatsoever. Despite the fact that it ends with like an homage, like a there's pictures of all the Springfield mothers over the credits. I don't know. I don't really want to fix this, Matt. I think that's ultimately what I can. It's just boring. Write jokes. You want to fix this? Write jokes. Yeah, like, please, just make this enjoyable in some way. Like, make it lighter and make it funny. And, like, I would, I immediately probably go, like, oh, this episode's fine. Matt, I think, honestly, Matt, I think that's ultimately it. Like, if this episode was 50% funnier, I would go, it's fine. There's some laughs. It's all right. It's not perfect. Like, mode doesn't make sense, but whatever. It's funny. There's no jokes. Make it funny, and i will probably go, oh, it's fine. Who cares? Jokes cover up a lot of problems. Your episode's funny. I will forgive a lot of things. There's just nothing in this. We can move on to our next thing. It's time for Comments from a News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from a News Group is where I ask our patrons over there on Patreon.com slash Show for their review of an episode, and they leave it in, the, in uh, every week. And I appreciate all of you who leave reviews. I know it's, a, it's a, after watching this episode. Believe me. I understand. From Tim. This seems to be the designated high concept episode for season 21, but in the end, it reminds me of a high school English project where a group of us were supposed to develop a plot co- collectively flaked until the last second and tried to compensate by throwing a bunch of jokes together. I actually watched this a second time. Oh, Tim, you watched this twice? Why? Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> uh, to see if I found it more interesting, something that generally works for what written shows. Nada. I still don't care. Best I can say is that there was no more, there was no even more forgettable B plot. Still, I'd rather watch this than the Dead Whale episode, but less than last week's. So that's my projection number four or two. Not canon. and might be fixable if the writers were subject to a bunch of progress checks into their writing. Wishful thinking, I know. Don't even get me started on revision like revisions process from dara this is definitely a late season episode and it showed did you know they smoked while i was pregnant got a chuckle otherwise a whole lot of nothing i guess at least we got a slight focus on lovejoy and a poo and the writers remember jessica lovejoy existed i didn't want to mention that oh that's right and jessica lovejoy shows on shows up on screen which i that's nice that's, that's why lovejoy is there i totally forgot they Thank you, Tara, for remembering, because I sure as hell didn't. Yeah, exactly. Jessica, well, I mean, I can't forgive you, Matt, for for forgetting that Jessica Lovejoy exists because everyone else has as well. Um, But this is still an episode that I will likely never think of again, the 17th best episode of season 21 (laughs) from Derek. It's broken from the get-go, and you need to completely change. The fundamental character of Moe for it to even make a modicum of sense. The real Moe is an apathetic, low-life bartender. He would enjoy, rather his regular customers be forlorn, depressed, alcoholic dependence, and living a happy-go life in a loving marriage if only to drive up his sales. So why on earth does this Moe not only feel he needs to take extreme action to fix Homer's marriage, but also the marriage of the local convenience store owner and of the local minister? It's baffling, and no one acts rationally and realistically in this. Homer's a pain throughout, but for this plot or whatever to work, he doesn't even attempt to defend himself or explain to Marge about her sister's behavior towards him, but rather her mother, who also has no respect for mother, who has no respect for Homer, feels she must come to his defense? Also, the episode looks very dull. It's also flat and uninteresting. When I watched this and saw that background gag of Ralph being hurled into the sky, I got so annoyed because I'm so sick of the constant Ralph jokes. They driven him right to the ground. He went, actually, uh, Derek, he went into the sky this time. So it's the opposite. Every time he speaks, I feel so angry. And I realized, I am now Ms. Hoover. That's what this terrible show has done, for, done with me. I used to be Edna Kay, still jaded but with hope and feeling. Now I'm just cold, detached, and bitter. Thanks, Zombie Simpsons. Don't let it, d- don't, don't let it define you, Derek. That's Believe me, I struggle with a lot myself. Okay? The this, this show does not defend, define your identity. You can be, you can have hope in your life. Just segmented away from the Simpsons of season 21 uh, from Taushin. Let's get the obvious out of the way. This is another marriage crisis episode. I never believed for a second that Marge or any of the other women would leave their husbands for Mo. Now that that's out of the way, this episode is broken because of the writer's refusal of moving away from the status quo and the general laziness that comes from doing the same thing hundreds of times. Maybe you could have done something with their own joy being more interested in his trains and his wife. The fact you lump them in with the other two nips that in the bud and quick. Then there's the fact they are so obviously trying to be clever with the HD by cramming as many background gags into a scene as they could. One final thing, remember Otto's conversation with Kirk for season 25. I don't know, I don't like that. That that sounds like some like harbinger of doom you're giving us there. Remember this for later. Like I don't know, I don't, maybe I don't want to. Do I want to? Hmm. Finally from JJ, unlike most of season 21, this was more boring than outright bad. It's hard to get past the idea of Mo being the selfless, or the fact that these guys believe even for a second that their wives would run off with Mo, of all people. The most interesting parts were about the love joys and not Pedalon's marriages, since I'm burned out on Simpsons family drama. Pooh's marriage is pretty depressing now after his awful affair episode, and the writers can't go five seconds without having a Pooh or Manjula make an Indian pun. I know old Pooh episodes are also guilty of this, but it's relentless in this episode. Normal people don't talk like this. I smiled a few times and mo almost ransoming a poo's kid and worrying that the FBI might be listening actually made me laugh, but this is a lot of the same problems as Dangerous Curves where it tries to coast on the fact that it's high concept but it's still boring and nonsensical. I think that's very fair, JJ. I, I agree. I will put out a call for questions for next week's episode on our Patreon. Patreon, Patreon with for our patrons. I uh, put it out on Monday morning right after the the episode, the episode drops the night before. Uh, So, leave a review. You can join our cavalcade of calamity at Prairie Pain over there on patreon.com slash the Simpson Show. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. (gasps) Yellow.
2: is gonna give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener.
0: Yellow. (laughs) Our listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite Duffman quote? A lot of repeats in this, Matt. I will expect you to perform all of these in the Duffman voice. Oh,
1: God. All right. I'll at least start doing that. All right, first up, from Matthew, new feelings, brewing in Duffman, what would Jesus do? From Dara, yeah, that's swell, Duff wholeheartedly supports a designated driver program. Now, who wants to party? Next up, from Everett, that brown patch could use a little H2O. Next up, from Matt, Duffman is thrusting in the direction of the problem. Next up, from JJ, are you there, God? It's me, Duffman. Uh, from Derek, Duffman can never die. Only the actors who blame him. For some reason, that line keeps coming to mind. Is it even that good? I don't know. I feel like the crazy cat lady Duffman should have stayed in season nine or came back a few more scattered appearances. Diminishing returns for the most part afterwards.
0: Uh, I, I think I, Duffman is very much a Bumblebee man, a sea captain mm-hmm. kind of character. And I think as long as you keep him at that level, it's perfectly fine. But then sometimes they make an entire episode around him and his estranged children that's yeah. that's in season 34 yes they should not do that <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right next up from tim duffman can never die only the actors that play him oh yeah uh next up from andy uh duffman is looking at a picture of mo now there's a mug you don't want to chug oh yeah a lot of repeats here okay From mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, matt tellyoto duffman is thrusting it in the direction of the problem uh, From matt simpsons underscore tweets duffman can never die only the actors who play him from Matt Ripley WG, Duffman can't breathe. Oh no! From Matt MF Cannon, Duffman cannot die. Only the actors who blame Keep up the good work. And I'm sorry for season 22. Oh no!
0: <laughs> what do you know? Yeah, why would you don't? I don't like don't. What are you? What are you telling us there? Just sorry no. for season. We're not even there yet. Yeah, all right. Mm.
1: Uh, next up from at Enoch underscore Tats, Duffman can't breathe. Oh no! Oh no! <clears throat> Uh, From at Your Apocalypse, never use my mortal name in public. Uh, From at Gypsy Dishwasher, yeah, that's swell. Duff wholeheartedly supports the designated driver program. Now, who wants to party? Uh, From at Gracked Knack, Duffman commands you to party. This Reich will last a thousand beers. Oh, yeah. I I don't remember. What episode is that from? Uh, I'll tell you in a second, Matt. Okay, Robbie, you look that up. And finally, from at Brave New... I'm deaf man. Oh, man. That takes a lot of
0: breath control to do that. Whew, I'm dizzy now. <laughs> that's a codependence day. That's why you don't remember that. Is Oh, God. That's oh, that's boy. why. Yeah. <laughs> the episode that is our worst episode ever. You're going to ask me a particular question. But... Just as soon as I recover. Okay. Uh, Robbie, what is your answer? I mean, I'm, i like there's obviously we got a lot of repeats because these are, these are the best ones. Um, but I am particularly struck by, are you there? God, it's me. Duffman." I just, the idea of the Duffman man just prays in character is, is wonderful to me. <laughs> uh, your answer, man. All
1: right. So, uh, I'm going to give you a runner up because I thought this is really funny. And I don't have to actually do the Duffman man voice because it's when, uh, how HK Duff or whatever says, cut it out. Uh, uh, Larry that's like and he goes you cut it out Sid like it's not his actual Duffman voice but obviously the real answer is Duffman is thrusting in the direction of the problem which is something I do all the time
0: you thrust it draw attention you, you, to something it's thrust, thrust, thrust in the direction of the problem yeah that's how it works next week's question what is your favorite holiday episode of the Simpsons I mean I mean a holiday meaning any holiday okay that's true Valentine's Day St. Patrick's Day Arbor Day Love Day all of it Love day does count. I'll give love day does count. Obviously, Christmas, Thanksgiving, anything. What's your favorite one? I have my answer, man. I already have mine.
1: I mean, I I would be tough to narrow it down, honestly. I think
0: I have my answer. Maybe, you know, sometimes I question and go, wait a second, that is a holiday episode. Here's that up. Yeah, blah 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 blah. I'll post this question on our social media on Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us to Simpsons at gmail.com. And uh, you can find this question on our Patreon, which again patreon.com slash the Show. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. And try and stump the other. Matt has a lead on me this season, three points. It's not over, but it's almost over. I need to make some ground up today or I'm, it's a steep road. Matt, are you ready for an easy question? I am ready. In Dumbbell Indemnity, who goes Ooh. to jail? Uh, oh, God. Dumbbell Indemnity.
1: Um, I I believe that's Homer. You are correct. Okay. I'm trying to remember which episode that is. That's, uh, you don't have to tell me if you don't want to, but I believe that's the one where uh, uh, Homer steals Moe's car uh, to, you know, get the insurance money and is going to jail for it. You might be right. All right. Okay. Uh, your easy question. When Moe was feeling down about bartending Homer the Moe,
0: who does he pick to run the bar in his absence? Homer. You are correct. <laughs> I Honestly, Matt, I don't think I remember anything from that episode, but the name of the episode is Homer the Moe, so I, yeah, can, right? I can make my guess. <laughs> your medium question, Matt. What kind of credit card does Mo have? I believe it's Diners Club. Is that your final answer? Uh, Hold on. Hold on. Let me think. Oh, uh, I see how it is questioning
1: yourself <laughs> um i am questioning myself uh i don't think it's that but that that's the closest thing that's what i'm going with it is a club card it is the club players card. it's a players club card. the players club that's what it was i knew it was something club it's okay. so bad players
0: club card it's so terrible i know, I know. but man like I was right, just, Robbie. I, i'm gonna say this man just looking back at that episode just on Like, it's a teen teen years season, and we are both relatively down on the teen years. That episode has so much life, so much vigor in it. It does. You're like, oh, no. I'm like, I miss the Scully years now. What's wrong with me? What's going on? Give me a minute question, man. I know, right? All right. I'm pretty sure I've asked this of you before, but I'm doing the episode again. So, hey, what
1: is the name of Moe's bartending school that he goes back to in Homer the Moe? You repeat the question one time. What is the name of the bartending school that Moe attended that he returns to in Home of the Mo when he's feeling blue?
0: I can picture it, too. Like, there's a pond, and his teacher kills himself in the pond. Like he just walks into the water. Huh? Like Virginia Woolf. It's dude. always 5 o'clock at the end of the episode. It's, like, it's just baffling to me that you just have this random suicide joke in it. Um, oh, that's not the end of the episode. Oh, it's not. That's, like, oh, in God. the first act. Oh God Almighty, Matt. Okay, the, no, I now I definitely I still don't like the teen years. Um <laughs> It's like oh, it's like I think it's some pun name like with like a Ivy League school but with drinking. Um Tappington. You're on the right track. It is Swigmore you. Swigmore. Okay. All right. Your hard question, Matt. What bar or club does Homer Take Mo to to meet women. Uh, I, I don't remember. I'm not going to waste your time. It is Stu's Disco.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah! They definitely never say that because I would have remembered that. It's only a sign. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. All right. Your hard question. What is the name of? All well, right. Okay, in Home with the Mo, when Mo redesigns his bar, what is the name of his new designer, and what is his title? Uh, <laughs> I have no idea, man. Zero. Got nothing. <laughs> I give up. All right, uh it is for Michael, the
0: dean of design. For Michael? Yes. Not for Micah, but for Michael. For Michael, you are got, correct. Got it. Okay, I'm correct, so I get three points. Cool. It's good to know. <laughs> Negatory. uh Matt, come on. You can't give me the answer and give me give me the points for that answer that I just repeated. No, I cannot. Okay, we both get one point today. <sighs> Not many more episodes left, Matt. In this season. I know. There's only I two know. left. Um, so I have to make up ground pretty quickly if I want to get there. I'll um, do it for trivia today. We can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with is time for Best Episode Ever. Best Episode Ever. Best Episode Ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever, and how good they are a lot of scrolling and all today. A lot of scrolling. Mm, yeah, I mean, not as much, but I mean, it's going to be down there. It's just it's kind of just in the doldrums. It's just like it's just super boring is the problem. It's a lot of have something
1: actively bad about them. Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, dangerous curves I think is a good comparison. It's 399 because the problem is I think like, that episode just vastly misrepresents and makes a good movie boring and stupid i don't I, think I, this episode
0: screws up its movie that badly i think this is better than dangerous curves matt i i think that I, like, I agree it's not it's not that much better but it's not i would put it like a, i would say like i'm like looking at like the lists of i'm like look episodes and i'm like what is an episode that is like wedding for disaster this is better than that this is better than wedding for disaster. I think my hard line where I like look at it and I go. I think funeral for a fiend is better than this. That's number three seventy five. I know for sure that I would put it below. Yes, that's that. true. Yes, absolutely. And I think I think this like is better than wedding for disaster, which is number three seventy nine. So I would put it What's sl- wedding
1: for disaster again.
0: That's the one where uh, Homer gets put in the saw trap, I believe, by Patty and Selma. Oh yes, it's definitely better than that. Thank God.
1: Uh, I think oh that's God, Coming one... to America, that's the Ogdenville Wall episode.
0: Yeah. Oh. That's not, that's. I think this is better than that. I think yeah. it's better than that. Um, the Devil Wears Nada and Boy Meets Curl, both season 21 episodes that I've almost completely forgotten.
1: Well, Boy Meets Curl is the curling episode. Thank God. That, that, that at least makes it easier to remember.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh god I, I think uh, I think this is better than Boy Meets Curl. Matt. I think that I think this is that's an easy relatively easy choice. I yeah, think this is better it's, than Boy Yeah. It's Meets inoffensive Curl. and Boy Meets Curl is kind of
1: offensively stupid. So yeah, I think I think
0: we're there right about
1: Boy Meets Curl. Uh, this is slightly less right offensively stupid.
0: stupid. I think that's really the finest the finest line that we can the hair that we'll have to cut is like is is less offensively stupid than another season 21 episode, which season 21 is like if you want it's they're all, it's all just offensively stupid. They're not right, they're largely not racist, though. This episode gets really close. Um, it's mostly just they're just so dumb that it makes you angry. Like, mm-hmm. You're like, why Like, come on, you can do better, please. Uh, it's Mo Letter Blues, I hate the name of this episode. As well, that that this there's three season 21 episodes all lumped together right there, but that's I think it's a good spot for it. And number 376 right below Funeral for a Fiend, which is 375, so and right above Boy Meets Curl. So we get Funeral for a Fiend at an even 375. I, I like that, uh, I like it. It gets a round number like that. It's a number, new number 184 on the post Golden Years ranking, but Matt, we're not done. We're almost done. Oh no. We're almost done, but we're not done. Because we have one more thing to do. One more question to answer. And that question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The
1: cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon!
0: There's no reason to keep it. None whatsoever. Completely pointless. Yeah. Waste waste of time. Fire the cannon. Isn't that, that's nice. This feels, I feel like there is a Yay. weight, there's a weight that, that is removed from me when I play the clip. Yep. It really does. It makes me just feel like, oh, it's gone. I can breathe a little bit easier. Uh, we're going to ask and answer the same question about every episode on this list. Eventually, working our way through it from the top to the bottom, eventually we'll, we'll meet in, in the middle. Uh, right now we're at number 134, working our way down, and we're at Homer's Triple Bypass. Interesting, uh, a clip show, sort of. Sort of a Kinda, clip, yeah. quarter, it's kind of a clip show. It's really, I don't, I think we, we didn't really do uh we didn't do all singing on dancing because it's effectively more, this is less of a clip show because there's the rapper, you know, the heart attack rapper mm-hmm. is makes up a sizable part of the episode. Um, I mean, it's Canon. Yeah, I think so. Like there's nothing, there's no reason to not make it Canon. Um, it is very human. I think that's the other thing. Like you watch Homer's triple bypass. You're really worried. Homer's going to die. Like margin and, yeah. and the kids, they are upset, and you're like, "Wow, this is really affecting," and it really reminds you like how how far they've fallen and on making the the the, the, <laughs> the the danger situations feel real. Like Homer's just having surgery, open heart surgery, and you are terrified for him. You watch later episodes, and like it is the most exaggerated, ridiculous action, and you're like, Homer's not in trouble. Why am I? Who cares? You know, I don't care." This episode really works, and yeah, it's it's partially a clip show, but obviously the clips are also really good. That helps, you know. If it's a good clip show, you go, oh, well, I like all those clips. <laughs> those are they make me laugh, so it's fine. Uh, that's it. You can find this web. You can find this list on our website, which is thesimpsonshow.com. dot com. Has links to all the things we do. Uh, our RSS feed, our Twitter, our Patreon, all the stuff. Our next episode, Matt, next week's episode, Bob. Speaking of Funeral for a Fiend, it is a Bob episode. It is The Bob Next Door. Interesting. Where uh, Bart is convinced their new neighbor is Bob in disguise. I suppose it's a possibility. I mean, it's a Bob episode. I'm always going to give him a shot. Even the bad ones. I go, at least Bob's Mm -hmm. in it. Kelsey Grammer, he always does really well with a part. I'm interested. We'll see how it goes. That's next time. Um... I'm losing my perspicacity. Uh, That's it for us. You can find me online. uh, Any social media is Robbie Dorman. It's my name. My website is also my name. It's Robbie Dorman. You know what else you can find under my name? All of my books. I have 12 of them. 12 books. Horror novels. Spooky scarams. Buy his book. Buy my books. Um, The other is my newest. Uh, Within a couple weeks, I will have... Uh, I'll be starting to plug a, my newest book, but for now, the other is out there. Uh, it's my exorcist story, possession story. I think it's really good, really affecting, really powerful. I really love it. The more I think about it, the more I reread it. Um, go check it out. It's on Amazon or wherever you buy a book, you can find it. Soon I'll have my own website where I'll sell my books on my website. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work on that. That's for the next big project. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him.
1: Uh, that is true. I spend all of my time taking care of adorable kittens, which you can see uh, kitten turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram. And you can just watch them grow. And if you're in the Central Florida area, you can possibly adopt the cutest little, uh, well, he'll be a cat eventually. Right now, he's kind of on the line between rat and cat. But he's getting there. He's definitely getting there.
0: He'll start to look slightly more like a cat. Yep. Slightly more. Getting the ears and everything. Getting the ears and everything. Just like a cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And you watch it. Shh.